This is Hatch Design Talks, where we sit down with design leaders and public speakers who will be featured in the Hatch Conference on September the 8th. I'm Damian, founder and curator of Hatch, and in this last episode of the series, I'm interviewing Shamish Tapantam, who is an independent designer and art director. She worked both with large brands and startups, and after becoming a mother, decided to start her own studio. On this episode, we speak about her career, when it's a good time to take a leap of faith to start your own project, and why a beginner's mindset is important even after many years of working as a designer. Enjoy! Um, all right. Hi, uh, we're here with Samish Tapandam. Thank you so much for being here. The last episode of this uh, mini podcast series, getting to know the speakers at Hatch. Um, yeah, welcome. Uh, how are you? <laughs> Good. Thank you for having me over. I think um, we talked about it quite late in the process. I'm, I'm really happy to jump on board, actually. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I was looking for someone to like close the conference like with a with a in a high note and um and I'm, I'm really glad to said yes um so yeah tell the listeners and me uh, a little bit about your career how have you gotten to where you are right now sure um so yeah i'm sharmishta i'm originally from india um i was uh, born in a southern state called andhra pradesh um but really moved about quite a lot because of my father's job and my career originally began in fashion um i studied fashion in india And I started my career with Levi's, um, where I was a women's wear designer. It's a great brand to work for because it was by then already around for 150 years, which is insane if you think about it. Um, so I was there for four years. And since it was a very small team, I was actually doing a lot of different things. Um, but then slowly I started to realize I was more interested in the brand and storytelling and the like designing the communications. And that's how... I decided to move to the U.S. to uh, pursue my master's in graphic design. Um, that was a great program as well, but I feel like it was not the typical graphic design program. It was very much about social responsibility of the designer in society and very much uh, self-initiated and kind of opened up my mind to like different types of design. Um, And uh, by completely by accident, I fell into user experience after that. I think that's like the story of most of us now. Um, or, and like most of us who haven't done um, human-computer interaction studies anyway. So, um, so I joined eBay. I moved to the Bay Area and I joined eBay. I started out as a visual designer because that was sort of the strength at that point. And um, since then, uh, kind of going between product organizations, consultancies, startups, I landed up in Berlin in 2014, um, which for a very boring reason, because we had like visa issues and uh, we had to leave the US. And so we, again, that was a, a whole new accident. We didn't intend to come to Berlin, but it was just opening up and we were like, all right, we'll figure out if it works for us. Um, so yeah, I came here for Groupon. I stayed, it's been eight years, um, loving it totally. And I think over this time, of course, my, um, I guess the work that I deal with has changed quite a lot. Um, it's, uh, user experience, but also, you know, facilitation. Um, my last job was very heavily in leadership and team building, um, and on the side, I've started to do a lot of other things, which I'll probably get into um, sometime in this talk. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Um, so you worked for 
very big brands and startups. You were head of design at Marley Spoon. Um, you mentioned Levi's and others. And now you're currently working independently. How was that transition and what led you to um, do it? I feel like it's been a long time in the making, actually. But when it happened, it was a very clean pivot. Basically, I went on maternity leave last year. And then when I uh, I knew that maybe I might need to move in this direction. But of course, the pandemic happened and that made me rethink it. And I was I still felt this was the right decision to make. Um, so there's a couple of reasons. One was, uh, you know, I've always been like a generalist, really enjoying a variety. Um, but of course, you get pickier, you know, as you go through your career, you're like, okay, the number of jobs that you really want to do are like lessening in a way. And so, um, like at this point, I just felt like there's no real role in within a company that's kind of encompassing everything that I would like to do, which is not just design for digital, but like a lot of different things. And so that was one part of it. I was doing a lot of side projects before in the last over the last eight years. And this was on my spare time, my weekends. Um, I even did a four day work week at Mali Spoon so that I could do this. And with the coming of my son, I knew this was not going to be an option anymore. So I'd like, yeah, so I had to really figure out how to bring the joy of my passion projects into the nine to five. And so that really had to happen with like carving my own path a little bit. Um, and I, I have to say it's been slow because I'm also figuring out motherhood in a way, but it's uh, been a really, it's been really worth it so far. Like it's, it's worked out the way I've wanted it to work out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, do you have any tips for people who actually want to start their own thing or actually want to move away from a full-time job into freelancing? Um, when do you think it's the right time to do it? And, and what would you tell people that are actually thinking about doing this? Um, I, I would Firstly, I would say I'm not an expert because I'm still um, in the process of doing this myself. <laughs> I think it depends on the mindset. Like, I feel like there are people who work really well with the full-time jobs and then there are people who want to create their own path. It really depends on that. Um, but if you are of the opinion that you are not able to find what works for you within an organization, I would say do it sooner rather than later. Like, I keep thinking I could have done this like five years ago. Um, and a lot of uh, times, you know, we're sort of held back by different, I don't know, um, limitations and also self-limitations in a way. And I feel I would encourage people to just go for it if uh, um, this was this is anyway like part of their plan. Mm -hmm. yeah. Funny that you chose to take this risk exactly after having a baby. Well, most people think, all right, like I have a kid and it's, <laughs> it's suddenly like not the right time to do these crazy things. Uh, but nonetheless, you do it. And I, and I feel it's because there's really no not right time to do it. You just have to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you also curate this website called Handful, and you combine there a lot of things that you love doing, like art direction, photography, writing. What was the inspiration behind it, and how did it come to be? Um, this is again a really long story. So when I came to Berlin, um, this was in 2014. I moved here for this job that I worked really hard for, the you know to, to get accepted for the job. It was a long process. And then after I came here, they decided to shut the, shut down the office and let go the um, design team, basically. And I was so shocked from that, that I, after all of this effort, like it just came to nothing. And um, I shut down from my work life. It was, uh, I just didn't want to look at job applications or anything to do with anything at that point. 
and that left me kind of uh, you know i was like i'm just going to explore some hobbies and other things and i started experimenting in the kitchen um and i was making these projects with food or trying to because i was terrible at it at first and so that's kind of how handful was born i decided to document my process and i had no expectations it was just meant to be like i just need a place to put everything that i was spending so much time on and that's literally why i started it um but it's been great over the years to look back and be like actually yeah that's quite a bit of stuff and people have found me through it and we've had nice collaborations um so at that time i didn't consider it my real work but uh i have to say it's impacted my real work in so many beautiful ways so it's been it's definitely like become part of my work in some way yeah <laughs> yeah sometimes i feel like we as designers underestimate the importance of a side project and we think you know that it, it always has to be something that will eventually become a business or feed us and and then we we don't think it actually can get anywhere but a lot of people actually end up you know recognizing us for for us and and this is really really interesting like i you know i started this design conference and um of course even if i had experience in events before it's it's, it's all a big bet and and it's you know it's going really well It's yeah it's really fascinating kudos to you for putting it out there and just going with it it's amazing yeah yeah and speaking of hatch actually you're giving a talk called uh, the power of staying a beginner um can you tell attendees what to expect from your talk so i want to i've been passionate about this idea of um, you know considering ourselves beginners um for a long time and i i'm interested in the relationship that we have with creativity because this this beginner mindset has a huge impact on our creativity and i know that there's all these frameworks and things that we're constantly hearing about um but for me i kind of stumbled upon this you know very uh, accidental manner for, you know this story from the kitchen where i had started to do this with like zero experience in food and for me i was thinking about it in retrospect and wondering like what can i really reuse from this to like be be a first time mom a first time pandemic facer uh like a, a first time independent um sort of designer like a lot of different things so um so i'd like to talk about this a little bit and and see how we can really instill that beyond being a buzzword like how can we really think about um divergent thinking which is really what beginners um beginners do and how can we bring that in our life in a more creative manner yeah yeah and it's no accident that is actually the last uh talk of the conference because after spending a whole day just being you know digging through very specific parts of the discipline and things i had to do a lot more with product design user experience design etc um i think it's really great to have something that speaks to us as creatives and can end uh the talks with a more let's say like a more positive note to the whole thing yeah um, and i also love the the topic because i feel something about being and staying as a beginner one has this naivety that is uh something very precious that maybe someone who actually does this for a very long time tends to lose and tends to just go to these processes that that they used to right yeah for sure yeah i think it's also interesting because for me i keep oscillating between like Oh I'm supposed to be an expert but then you have also this kind of like am I actually faking this so this there's this thing of like going back and forth between this and I feel like a beginner mindset sort of puts both of them to rest 
um, just as much. And it's really uh, a lot more healthier to my, you know, for my relationship to work. Um, yeah. <laughs> Great. The last question uh, that we usually ask here to the guests is, um, what trends or ideas do you see growing in the design world that you're particularly excited about or that you feel that we as designers should pay attention to? I think one of the things that I see emerging is that there's been a greater recognition and acknowledgement of the holistic sort of nature and um, behavior of design. Uh, and that for me, this is really exciting. I, and, and possibly because I really am interested in um, what we can do beyond a certain medium or a discipline. Um, so for me, I feel like there's been recognition of these spaces in between, right? Like you're not just a product designer or a user researcher. What's the space in between? And you're not just like thinking about the metaverse or like AI, but like what's the space in between and what are we bringing to the table? Um, and of course, it's just like, I think with every technology that comes, it's um, it's we're slowly getting used to this idea. Um, but I can already see the difference. Like five years ago, it was a lot less... Um, how do you say like ubiquitous in a way um whereas now this is a this is part of the conversation and it's part it's accepted that we're able to bring a lot more value than just um what's like in your cv i guess so um, that's really exciting for me yeah yeah i mean we always refer a little bit to trends uh, here in the podcast and, and at hatch um just talking about not so much fads but the actual things that might uh, really changed the way we do, are doing design to the day by day and then how those things might actually go um, further into that. But um, yeah, that's a, a really good answer. <laughs> All right. I think we did it. Finally, this mini series of podcast episodes to, for people to get to know the um, speakers of the main stage is done. Um, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for being our last guest here. And we're very much looking forward to your talk at Hatch. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And I'm excited to be there on the 8th. See you then. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. That was it. Remember that if you want to watch Sharmishta's talk, you can get 15% off a ticket for the online conference using the code Hatch Design Talks on our website. See you on September the 8th. Bye bye.